0: Welcome to another episode of the Roach Coach Podcast, the journey to create the new metal cannon. My name is Lauren Kozlowski. With me, as always, is the Indigo Angel, Jennifer Sosha. Hello. And the original Roach Rider, Mr. Matt Nas. Keep it
1: rolling, baby.
0: There we go, ladies and gentlemen. We're back with you, back in this side project summer. It's a side project summer.
2: It's on the side.
0: And this week, we're talking about a very special side project. We're talking about hell yeah, hell yeah. There, its thats it <laughs> that is. That is it. That is it that, in a nutshell. That is it. Uh, hell yeah, hell yeah. Is it's a side project? Uh, well, you know, we'll get into who's in this band in a second. Um, but first, we got to talk about Jenny. When did this album come
2: out? This album was released on April tenth, two thousand seven.
1: That's a come down record.
2: Yes, it
0: indeed. Is is a come down record jenny i think we need to start we, we'll get into the history of who's in this uh, of, of our history with this album in a second but first we got to talk about who's in hell yeah hell yeah
2: so on this record which is their first album they're self-titled uh we've got chad gray on vocals obviously of Mudvayne fame greg Tribbett on lead guitar Tom Maxwell on rhythm guitar, Jerry Montano on bass, and Vinnie Paul on drums.
0: So you have quite a few new metal connections in here. Chad, as Jenny said, is from Mudvayne. Greg Tribbett, also from Mudvayne. Tom Maxwell from Nothing Face. Jerry Montano, also from Nothing Face. And Vinnie Paul from Pantera and Damage Plan. I guess we'll start, uh, Jenny. We'll start with you. History
2: with Hell yeah. Hell
3: so yeah.
2: <laughs> I had not ever listened to Hell, Yet Hell as, yeah as as far <laughs> as I know, um, but I very very much this record cover. Like I remember this. It's um, the band in front of uh, flames and the logo is like a sort of stamped steel or or something i i don't know it's quite a lot we got cowboy hats chin straps aviators it's it's a whole vibe
0: oh it's a vibe it's Uh, (laughs) it's a vibe the vibe is (laughs) hell yeah hell yeah
2: Hell yeah. Like, yeah, I don't think I could walk by this album cover without having, like, I don't know, being, like... <laughs> I don't want to say assaulted, but, like... No, Jenny, Jenny, this
0: album cover... <laughs> this album cover is basically a picture of being catcalled. Like, if yes. this album is in your house and you walk by it, it will whistle at you, even though yeah. it's an inanimate object.
2: Yeah, regardless of... <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I don't know. I agree. It's It's very, like... My internal sensors go avoid when I look at this, (laughs) so I'm just going to trust that. Uh, Uh, Do either of you have a history with this album, with this band?
0: To stay thematically consistent, hell no. Hell no. Hell no. Uh, This was uh, not a band that I uh, had ever looked into i was actually not aware that it had any new metal connection because i was only uh, aware of vinnie paul's presence in it so i assumed it was some sort of uh pantera damage plan offshoot and was only tied into that and i mean just you know 2007 i pulled up my best albums list from 2007 just to see where i was at at the time um and i'll just hit you with a quick lauren top 10 radiohead and rainbows Kanye Weston Graduation, Les Savvy Fav, Let's Stay Friends, Liars by Liars, LCD Sound System Sound of Silver, Justice Cross, Chick 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 Myth Takes, Jay-Z American Gangster, Spoon, Ga-Ga-Ga-Ga-Ga, and Fall Out Boy Infinity on High. That's where I was at in 2007. I was not in the hell yeah mode. Hell yeah.
2: Matt. Where are you with hell yeah?
0: Hell yeah, brother.
1: Let me tell you, I was there in the forge with them. Just in the fiery pits. I was uh, I uh, feel
2: like I'm maybe lying. you've never heard this before. Like, I don't know. <laughs> what
1: do you mean? I'm telling you what, I have a belt buckle that says hell yeah. I've, I also have cut my beard into a what only mm. can be referred to as finger wave. <laughs> is it a finger wave or is it just finger lines I don't know It's a, his Vinny Paul's beard is a podcast unto itself there is so much happening there
0: I've always tooken, taken his beard look which he has consistently or had consistently R.I.P. Vinny Paul uh, had nice consistently piece. through his entire career um, was more of either he was going for a speed line situation or um, foreman grill that could be that was always the look I took here. Now, the interesting thing, going into this band's history, is that Vinnie Paul, who Jenny, produced on this record. Vinnie Paul. Is that it. Vinnie Paul was the last piece of the puzzle in putting together Hell Yeah. Hell Yeah. It originally started with basically Mudvay Nothing Face on the Tattoo of the Earth Tour in 2000, Tom Maxwell became friends with Chad Gray, and they were like, let's do something. It'd be great. But it could never come together. It could never come together. They always were having issues with their own band. They were doing stuff with their own band. Always working together. Then Tribit approached Maxwell and was like, hey, I want to do it. And so they were like, okay, we got more people. But then they couldn't nail down a drummer. And at this point, Dimebag had passed away. And Vinnie Paul was basically out. He was like, I don't know if I can play music again. And the guys approached Vinnie Paul and said, we want you to drum in this band. We 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 need you back in music. You not playing music is a loss for the culture. It's a loss for you as a person. You need to get back in. And Vinny's like, I don't know if I can do this without my brother. I don't know if I can do it. And they started working together. And Vinny was like, no, no, you're right. I miss this. This is me. I need this. And Vinny came in. And what basically started off as basically just like a tossed-off supergroup thing, became like Vinnie Paul's return and like a Vinnie Paul reclamation of his career. Because at that point, he was thinking, I'm done. I've lost two of my bands. I've lost my brother. I don't have anything else. And so in a way, it's kind of great because these guys kind of gave the band over to him in a lot of ways because I don't think the original intent was was what this band ended up being. And yeah, they ended up they recorded the whole album at Vinny's studio. There's a little mini making of doc on on YouTube where you see them in there and they're all kind of uh all the other guys in the band are kind of in awe of being in this studio where so many classic Pantera records have been made or developed and you know, the, you know, Chad saying like you can just spend hours just looking at all the memorabilia on the wall. And so for a lot of them, it's like working with Vinny was like, we are, we are resuscitating a legend, you know, someone who we grew up on and he's not done yet. We're bringing him back in. Uh, so in that way, you know, it's very admirable origin for the band and definitely doesn't make it feel. Um, and I mean, obviously we'll talk about this as we get through the record, but it doesn't feel so much like, um, like an ego stroke of these guys just like, um, to, you know, mud veins, you know, uh, making me feel like I can't get out what I want to get out. And and instead, you know, it it turns into something else. Jenny, we got some genre tags.
2: Yes, we do. Heavy metal and groove metal.
0: Okay. All right. Makes sense. Makes sense. We should mention. So Jenny, you listed who's in the band on this record, but they don't even make this lineup to actually the album coming out. Are you aware of this part?
2: No, go on.
0: So, at the album release party, bassist Montano assaulted guitarist Tom Maxwell and made numerous gun threats while heavily intoxicated. And so they're like, you're done. And so, yeah, he didn't even – he made the album and then basically at the album release just tried to beat up the guitarist and they were like, well, this isn't going to work. And uh, they then brought on a damage plan bassist, Bob Zilla. And, uh, and he uh, joined the band. Uh, since then, there have been numerous lineup changes, as you might imagine. The, the consistent through it, uh, leading up, obviously, to the uh, passing away of Vinnie Paul, um, Chad stays on vocals. Tom Maxwell has stayed in the band. Um, and, uh, that is, and Vinnie Paul was there until he passed. Um, so really, Chad and Tom are the only consistent. Um, they've had four bassists. In the time of the band, two lead guitarists. So, turbulent, turbulent, turbulent. Uh, we've been talking about this album cover. And I, uh, when we were planning this app, I was not sure if I'd have time to seek out a physical copy. But I stopped in to the exchange in Indianapolis, Indiana. And I was just peeking around. I was just peeking. I was like, "What do they got? What do they got in stock this week?" And I had a gift card burning a hole in my pocket. And I saw they had uh, they had two copies of this album, one sealed for ten dollars, and one open for seven. Well, I trust the checks and balances of the exchange, so I said, "Cause it's all locked up there, highly secure. You gotta get, you gotta find an employee with a key." I said, I need you to open this up so I can get that. Hell yeah. They open this up. I pull it down. And I find that for $7 American, I have in my hot hands a signed copy of Hell Yeah, Every Member of the Band.
1: Wow.
0: $7? $7 even vinny paul vinny paul all of them sign it which leads me to believe since they're all their names are underneath each one they even this is before they kicked the guy out of the band i could not believe that anyone put this out here's the thing we're going to get into my opinions on this record but i cannot believe that anyone ever decided that they're signed by every member of the band copy of hell yeah went to the use bin insane to me insane to me
3: Hmm. Incredible. That's crazy.
2: You wonder, yes. you wonder what happened.
0: You do, you do. Uh the liner notes uh build off the fire motif. Uh the pictures of the band inside are incredible. You can see in a lot of them they are holding beer uh and uh alcoholic drinks. And um the thank yous. Got to dip into these thank yous because I've been waiting for some top-notch thank yous. And does, is it any surprise that, hell yeah, delivered Little at the yeah. Greg said, thanks to all who were involved in the making of this record and the destruction of my liver. Hmm. The band thanks, uh, you know, a collection of, um, you know, sponsors. But then they also thank Cuba Libre and the Chicken Fried Chicken, Patron Tequila, Crown Royal, Seagram 7, and Sky Vodka. Coors Light by the Truckload. Vinnie Paul's Smoker and Grill for producing some of the best goddamn BBQ Texas has to offer. And last but not least, thank you to all the beautiful women around the world. I was
2: waiting for titties to get a thank you.
1: I need them. I need to say thank you to them.
0: I need them all. Oh, The guys, they're not done because even though the band has covered it as the band as a whole, individually, they also need to thank Jerry Montano to my all-night vodka-downing, whiskey-drinking, beer-swilling band of rock and roll outlaws, Chad, Maxwell, Gretig, and Vin. How was that for the ride in summer of a lifetime? Goddamn. Vin, thanks for always being a true friend and believing in me. My alpha dogs, Max Hell and Chad that's right now Maxwell Max Hell, we finally pulled it off and it only took four years come on all my new friends in Texas you know what I'm talking about <laughs> he goes on and on he thanks uh, this is one I liked Amy Harwick for coming back into my life at the right time okay all right we thank Rita of course uh Jamie Josta And then at the end, he thanks Bobby Tongs and the forever immortal dime drunk bag D for changing my life a second time. Last but never least, all the beautiful ladies at the clubhouse in Dallas, Texas. Oh,
4: yeah. Get them
1: jugs. Put them on the glass.
2: You know, I had to look something up real quick while you're reading these because I was like, this reads like what I would expect. This is like a rock of love vibe. Yes. And I was like, isn't this about the time that Rock of Love came out? And yes, the first episode premiere of Rock of Love was July 15th, 2007. So it's all <laughs> happening it's all at this time. All yes. right.
0: Yes. All right. I got I got a few more. Please humor me because these are too good. Vinnie Paul says, everyone who has, has been there for me and who has helped and supported me through my unbelievable and horrific loss, Dime lives through his music and spirit forever. He thinks Jerry Abbott, Bride Dog, Casey Boswell, Rita, Sterling, Nick Ferrara, a few other people, uh, Mayhem, and RIP to my brother. Then he thinks his Texas Posse, Chad, Jeff, Big Some Chinaman, Video Bob, Michael, Bobzilla, Outlaw, Randy, Dr. Rock, Thrash and Allen, Guy Sykes, Crusher Kinsey, Cowboy, Wires, Sundance, Bob, Dallas, the entire staff, and entertainers at the world's greatest strip bar, the Clubhouse, Dallas, Texas. And a special big thank you to Chad, Greg, Tom, and Jerry for bringing me back to what I love music. Hell yeah. So we have now shouted out the Clubhouse. Clubhouse,
1: days. man.
0: World class. World class. All right, Maxwell, or also known as Max Hell. First and foremost, to all the Pantera, Mudvayne, and Nothing Face fans around the world who have come together to bear witness and partake in this chaos we now unleash. Uh, He thanks Allie for a lifetime of unconditional love, support, belief, and most of all, the patience for my pursuit of this exhausting dream. He thanks his cats, Spike, for keeping me grounded, and Spaz, RIP, forever missed. This is the first time anyone has thanked their cats.
1: Here's what I did not know about the clubhouse. What's that, Matt?
0: Vinny and Dime owned it. Mm. Code cracked all right we go through thanks a few people um sterling winfield bride dog rita haney once again the clubhouse dallas texas of course thanked again okay oh uh, yeah uh, last but definitely not least my brothers chad jerry Vinny, and greg this band and this record is a direct result of the passion and love for what we do and who we are nothing can be more honest than the songs we wrote together and i'm the luckiest motherfucker in the world to be a part of it with you i love you guys thank you finally we go to our boy Chad, or as he's known on this album, Helvis.
3: <laughs>
0: Helvis, thanks first and foremost for my wife for telling me you have to do this, even though it keeps us apart more than we already are. Thank you for your tremendous support and doing your part to help me realize our dreams. Our is in quotes. I love you. To my dogs, Tonka and Dozer, for making me nuts when I am home. I love you, pigs. To my alpha dogs, Jerry and Tom, for your patience. It took four fucking years, but we did it. Hell yeah. To Greg, Trips Trippett, for coming on board and helping me stay focused, even when we were seen double through the entire process of this record. Thank you, Coors Light. To Vinnie Paul for being instrumental in the existence of this band. To New Friendships, your generosity, housing, and feeding our drunken asses, fajitas, brisket, can, <laughs> can I get a goddamn... All of your hard work, guidance, direction, and courage in getting back to doing what you were put on this ball of dirt to do. I know firsthand that that it wasn't easy, but you did it. For all that big love and respect, your brother's smiling down upon you, amigo. As he goes through, he thanks uh, Bride Dog and Rita Haney for their endless hospitality and opening their home up. Refers to his uh, lots of love to his grandmother and guardian angel. I love and miss you. That's going to come up later. To my other Mudbane misfits, Matt and Brian, Brent and Ryan, and last to our new friends, you're all part of this. Hell yeah is nothing without you. Never forget, always know, and always remember. So pour one down for Dime and get your pull. Come on, Chad, A.K.A. Helbus.
2: Jesus, everyone <laughs> got to thank you.
1: Yeah, man, holy Jesus, <laughs>
0: that's good. I don't could have, is could have good. taken a solid five in the middle of that and been fine. Dogs, cats, brisket, clubhouse. sky vodka.
2: Sky vodka is sky... disgusting. Sky vodka is like the worst vodka. Look, hey, I used Jenny? to drink a lot of vodka. <laughs> <laughs> I still have vodka opinions. Sky vodka is not uh, good.
0: Listen, when you were making this hell yeah record, anything in the storm, any part in the storm. Yeah, <sighs>
2: look. All right. I. It's. I know why sky. I know sky vodka is bad because I drank a ton of it. But uh. All right you want to hear some of these songs let's do it let's do it first track hell yeah
0: hell yeah Hell yeah! Did a fucking bar yeah. fight just break out? This is hey. fighting music. Fightin', music. This is this is fighting. Uh, this is grappling music. This is this is this is a song where, as I listen to it, I just imagine someone who is really drunk fighting someone who's only a little drunk, and the little drunk guy has got the other guy's head in a headlock, and he's saying, "Dude, chill, dude, chill," and the other guy is like. Out and he's just like his arms are just flailing. That's this. Jenny, I want I need to know your thoughts on this <laughs> song.
2: This is definitely that dive bar, bar fight, groove metal music, man. I mean, I I think like in two thousand seven especially, I was actually probably in this zone of, like, listening to this kind of music. um, At least somewhat. And uh, I don't know. It's just so very much... It just feels like so very much specifically what it wants to be. It is drunk. It is at the dive bar. It is at the strip club. It is just like this... It feels like this very, like masculine expression even like of all the stuff we do there's something about this that is so like I'm a fucking man (laughs) like yes (laughs) this is like basically like a dick of an album Um, (laughs) and I don't hate it or anything like that I actually do I do like this kind of music I don't know that I like this (laughs) particular situation but it's just like cartoonishly macho I don't hate it it's just it's it's not for me I will say that Matt what did you think
1: yeah I definitely felt like here we go here we go this is certainly aggressive yeah certainly I want to drive as fast as I possibly can. Like, get me on a drag strip, rip some hell, yeah, and let's let's see how fast this thing can go. But I also feel like I'm two seconds away from getting a bottle chucked at my head. I am not this tough. I am of wo- too withering of a flower. This is <laughs> this is a hundred percent octane, and I'm like three percent octane.
2: Yeah, this reminds me of like, a lot of the shows that I would go to around this time. And just feeling like, it's a very distinct feeling of being like, the least fun of the girls that are at a show and just kind of like sitting in a corner being like, yeah, this is pretty cool. But like, this is the type of show where you see bras, you see underwear, there's like sexy grooving going on. And I, at those types of shows, I always felt like a grumpy lump in the back corner of the bar, just getting way too drunk by myself. So took me back and I never even listened to this band, but just the whole vibe took me right back thanks hell yeah
0: so yeah this was interesting i wrote in my notes that you know we're crunching we're crunching we're rocking and vinnie paul at this point in his career has been working with you know terry date for years on pantera records and if anybody knows how to record a record it's him and i really was struck by like that this record content wise whatever you want to say the shit crushes like it It's there. And so it sounded... I was like, okay, this sounds huge. It sounds great. Lyrically, it was interesting how it's not Mudvayne at all. We are in a very macho mode. And we're talking about... I mean, this chorus. If you don't give a shit, you get your hell yeah. Throwing fists in the pit, you get your hell yeah. Think you're fucking with this? Well, hell no. Balls, volume, strength... Get you come on. Balls, volume, strength. That's the hell yeah, holy trinity right
2: there. <laughs> Get you come on.
0: Uh, and then they start the second verse with fuck you all that won't understand. So, you know, they're talking about typical fucking lifeless clones. And, you know, I think they might also just be talking about, because, I, you know, once again, a lot of this feels like a channeling of thoughts that vinnie paul has that he's channeling through chad and there's also i think a thing of like especially with Mudvayne. Mudvayne, well i think at the time were thought of as a bit of a slipknot clone quickly differentiated themselves and i think chad may have seen some people who were coming up who he was like oh you're you're eating off of what i did and so I definitely can see the POV there. And I think that may have also made Chad and Vinny kind of kindred spirits in that way. Because Vinny Paul's older than all these guys. And he's probably like, I was doing this when you were babies.
2: Yeah. I'm sure there was some phrase that was something like, I've been doing something with titties as long as you've been sucking on them, you know, for like milk. Mm. Maybe I've just got nursing on my mind. You might. I did unpack my breast pump while I listened to this. <laughs> yeah. So. Hell yeah. We Hell all yeah. value breasts for different reasons, <laughs> you know. I did feel that was a, a common that is a common factor between me and these men. Um, you want to keep uh, listening?
0: There's one other lyric. Should. There's one other lyric, and then we can go to the next one, because I also have one more question for you guys, um, where they say, so point your fingers and throw your stones. I'll be smoking and drinking and breaking fucking bones. And hmm. I would say, looking at these guys, the history and everything, I believe that's a fact. What I'm saying is, I don't think hell yeah are posers. I believe these oh, guys I believe them. are going to fuck some shit up.
2: Probably. I don't know. I'm a little bit skeptical. Okay. Not of Vinnie Paul.
0: No, never of Vinnie no. Paul.
2: No, never Vinnie a, Paul. An, but the rest of them, although I guess you know we did get gun threats and a physical altercation, <laughs> so you know maybe I'm wrong. I just I think what does it for me is I look at this album cover and I they just kind of look like dorks and like in a bunch of other pictures they sort of look like dorks too, but you know. What do I know? I wasn't there. I didn't, I've never threatened anybody with gun threats, whatever that means. <laughs> I'm assuming that means you're threatening to shoot somebody. I like, think so. I just like that it's called gun threats. And so it could just be like a general, I don't know, a vague gun threat. I've never done a gun threat. So what the hell, you know? Maybe these guys are tough.
0: All right. Well, let's keep it going.
2: Alright, up next we've got You Wouldn't Know You couldn't be
4: You couldn't be me Even if you wanted to Everything I've been through You wouldn't know Live your life Soaking up all my sunshine And smiling
2: Wanted
0: to not even, if, not you even if you wanted to to not because clearly the insinuation here is that you want to be me but you don't actually want to be me because mm. you're Ain't not that the in, truth. it's a hey, you got to put in the work and you if you're not gonna put in the work you can't be me moody start then it goes into a chugging sturdy riff hell yeah is a tight band. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. They're a tight band. Some of those Vinnie Paul drum kicks in there. I was like, that's why they paid in the big box, baby. Hmm. And, uh, you know, I was, uh, I was into this. I was alright with this. This uh, as a first single. I, uh, I thought it was uh, pretty sharp. So I was into it. Jenny, what'd you think?
2: I actually hated it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It's just like very, this takes me to butt rock. Like this is definitely a little heavier than butt rock, but this just gave me like a very, it just felt very butt to me. Not with like the yarl or like kind of the emotion of it necessarily, but there was just like this I don't know maybe this is nut rock not but rock but it was very Ooh. nut and i there's something i have like a kind of a not a visceral reaction but like i just have this very automatic eye roll anytime i hear something that's just like you have no idea what i've been through like and i do think that this was somewhat about based on what i read like Vinnie Paul talking about just like how he's been around and all the stuff that he went through with his brother being murdered and like I, I totally respect that i just like whenever i hear stuff like this i think like everybody's been through a lot every person in the whole world has been through a lot of stuff uh and so it just made me like roll my eyes and i don't know it, it certainly wasn't for me. Do I see why people like this and why it resonates with them? Yes. This is 100% uh, you're driving somewhere where you feel it's okay to crack a beer in the car. <laughs> Windows <laughs> down, like, that type of zone. I get it. I just didn't like it at all. Matt?
1: Yeah, definitely falls into the not-for-me camp. Yeah. Um... Kind of an interesting mid-tempo boy after that uh, ripper right out the top. And then, um, yeah, this, this, at this point, two songs in, I already know this music's coming from the balls.
2: Yeah, not rock.
0: Yeah, it's coming straight from the danglies. Uh, Everybody, everybody, you're going to need to sack up because it's hell yeah time. Yeah,
1: sack up or pack up nut up or <laughs> shut up it's time for <laughs>
0: that's it um yeah it was interesting to read uh that yeah once again chad sort of allowed uh allowed himself to be a mouthpiece for Vinny um and using this song to sort of talk about yeah i think i think what it is what it is jenny is not so much that you know everybody hasn't been through things but i think that Vinny probably was getting a lot of like sympathy from a lot of people that he probably didn't want it from and he could tell that it was patronizing and maybe people coming in like you know it is where you know i mean and we've all been there where there's somebody that we know and there's like a tragedy and we just lost touch you know and sometimes it's it's not malicious at all and then you like you wonder should i say something it's been years would it be out of line you know And I'm sure that there was probably some people that came back into Vinnie Paul's life that he was, that were trying to be like, oh man, I know what you're going through. And he's like, you don't know. And you haven't been here. You couldn't, you couldn't possibly imagine. Mm. And, uh, and so for that, I kind of, it was, uh, it was definitely a butt rock vibe, but with a very sympathetic message that I found resonant and truthful, which I did not expect going into this record. Um, Especially reading the liner notes. I thought I was going to get just uh you know the song's about a special girl named Diamond, you know. So, <laughs> sure. <laughs> you know that's Please welcome to the go. stage a very <laughs> exactly. special girl.
1: Diamond.
0: Diamond. Um so there's a music video for this song. Uh Jenny, did you get a chance to see the You Wouldn't Know video?
2: I did. Yes.
0: <laughs> what did you think of the You Wouldn't Know video?
2: Um, I mean, it's exactly right. It's just like them rocking out. Eventually we get to some strippers. Like I, if nothing else, this band has a, I don't even know if it's a formula. It seems pretty genuine. They're not going out of their way to do anything that is beyond the very distinct vibe that they're putting forward. This video (laughs) stayed in that zone.
0: Yeah. It was funny is that I believe as the video, the video is the band performing live uh, in front of a audience uh, outside during the day. It's all shot in black and white. And then at about the halfway point of the video, it goes to nighttime. And I believe you get a shot of the clubhouse sign. And I went, "Uh Oh, and then we get a shot of the stripper pole. And I said, here we go. Here we go. And I wrote in my notes when I sent it to you, Jenny, that this crowd is amped, a lot of metal fingers, a lot of pointing at the camera, <laughs> hey now, and um, all hotties, no notties.
1: Oh, 100% hotties.
2: All hotties, no <laughs> notties. <laughs> no notties. <laughs> no notties.
1: Big bodies, love them. <laughs> love them hotties.
2: Oh, if you so didn't know,
1: hotties. Roach Coach pro is such a pro hottie podcast. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh, totally. To-ta-ly. All right. Let's keep it going. All right. Up next we got Matter of Time.
0: First of all, hell yeah.
2: Sure. Hell yeah. yeah.
1: (laughs) It's almost like Z-Rock. It's like, can I get a
0: Z-Rock? Yeah. Can I get a Z-Rock? Can I get a hell yeah?
2: (sighs) This, it's surely nobody will know what the fuck I'm talking about, but I'm going to say it anyway. It's like the guy who plays Macho Man on Young Rock. (laughs) Which I have watched almost every single episode of because... I cannot believe this. <laughs> okay. Let me tell you why. It's because Mitch and I watch Wheel of Fortune and Jeopardy every single weeknight. It comes on at 8 o'clock. And it's usually on when we we used to record Tuesday nights. So it was normally on from 8 to 830 which is just before we record. So we're not like turning something else on necessarily. So I'm just sitting there watching Young Rock. And at this point, I've seen like almost every episode. So that is what the hell yeah gives me.
0: <laughs> you know what, though? That makes sense because we were watching uh, Jeopardy and Wheel of Fortune for a little bit. Uh, like on Friday nights and here it's on a CBS channel and it would roll right into the MacGyver reboot. And we ended up watching about half a season of the MacGyver reboot. No good, not a good show. Um, lots of talking in non uh, nondescript conference rooms. Um, but uh, Henry Ian Cusick from lost is on it. And so we'd be like, Oh, it's Desmond. And then that would keep us going for a little bit. Anyway, I understand a little bit more now of why you've watched so much of Young Rock. <laughs> Let's talk about Matter of Time, you guys. I think this is about some critics. Hmm. I think this is about some naysayers. Because there's a line judged by a weak little man with a pen in his hand and just doesn't fucking get it. Mm. run, hide your time is coming hunt, find walking a fine line it's just a matter of time wow before hell yeah hunts you critics down like the dogs you are
2: yep, you better better hide Lester Banks
0: (laughs) (laughs) Rob Sheffield get in your bunker (laughs)
2: <laughs> yeah. Robert Christgau, <laughs> lock your doors,
1: sack over yeah. pack up, Christgau.
2: <laughs> yeah, I, this song I actually thought was a bit of a ripper. I liked this one. Um,
0: yeah, they're crushing on this one. They're crushing. Uh, Matt, what'd you think of uh, Matter of Time?
1: Um, it was okay. I mean, I I I, oh, I hate that. I I'm gonna say this, but I am. I kind of already know what this is, and I already know it's not for me. So we're just going to keep rolling through it, but uh, it's like, you want another beer? I've had 10. Yeah, you want another beer? Yeah, I guess I have another beer.
0: That's what this feels like. (laughs) Matt, they are, here's the thing, all of our criticisms of this album, they are answering in the lyrics, because the second verse, this is how it starts, talk your shit and get some balls to back it.
2: Yeah. Look, we don't want to hang out with you. You don't want to hang out with us. (laughs) That's fine. That's fine. Yeah. Honestly, if
0: an album's called Hell Yeah, and it has the entire band engulfed in flames in the front cover, there better be a song that sounds like this on it.
2: There's nothing about this that feels anything other than exactly what it should be. So... Alright, well let's see what what is yet to come. Uh, up next we've got waging war.
1: War, baby.
2: <laughs> Truly.
1: Hell yeah,
0: we're Hell waging war. Hell yeah, brother. Hell yeah. I'll see you in the Sh- pit. Oh yeah, where well, I'm gonna wage some war on that ass. <laughs> Just get in the boy, pit and start oh boy. some shit. Yeah. Oh my gosh. This one, I wrote in my notes, oh shit, right into it. Very honestly, the the chorus felt very new metal to me. Judge me, use me, motherfucker, hate me, fear me will wage a fucking war again. I wrote my notes as a heater. Incredible F-word usage on this album. Um, this is another one where it's very clear that we're coming from a personal place. The lyric uh, later on in the song, you want to use me to sell your fucking magazines, abuse me. Clearly, we are talking about Vinnie Paul's relationship with the press after his brother has died. And... Once again, it's coming from a true place, true emotion, true pain. And thus, I can only respect it. That it is given this... I don't even want to use the word sheen, because the sheen feels too smooth. But it's definitely a situation of like... You know, it's got this butt sound. Do I wish it was a little more metal? Do I wish it was a little more maybe Pantera-y? Yeah. Uh, but all the same... They're in it. They're in it. Jenny, what'd you think of Wage for More?
2: Yeah, I mean, I, I thought it was all right. I definitely liked the heaviness. It was cool. I, yeah, I mean, like, I can't really, what am I going to say? These lyrics are earnest. It seems so cool. <laughs> it's, it's still not for me, but it's, it's, I mean, it sounds great, but, uh, you know. Would
0: you say, would you say that the lack that, that they the, the lyrics are so earnest that like their lack of poetry for lack of a better word takes you out a little bit like you kind of perhaps it was basically just less direct more metaphorical you know the fact that it's just literally about what it's about makes it seem like a little flat for you
2: no i just it doesn't make it seem flat for me it's just like it feels like i i can appreciate the straightforward I mean that that like makes sense for this band. It wouldn't really make sense to me if it went into like a lot of like flowery like metaphors or anything like this. This is like a straight ahead what you see is what you get situation. I just think like I don't necessarily it doesn't resonate with me. Mm-hmm. Um but I'm also not really feeling like I'm in I don't feel like particularly compelled to be like oh Jesus Christ these lyrics because it's like oh this is just like what it is for you this is how you express your grief this is how you express your frustration like again it's just like extremely stereotypically male right Mm -hmm. like all of this is like there's Mm -hmm. a lot of pain here but my reaction to it is going to be like oh fuck kick your ass like okay (laughs) I feel I you. I yeah, so I think that's that's what I mean more than anything. But that's that's like a genuine expression of this. So, you know, I can I can respect that.
1: Matt? I'll see you in the pit.
0: <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh,
1: yeah, right. I should have activated the pit on that. Sorry. Um, and I probably should have done it for uh, the first song, hell yeah, but I was too busy dodging beer bottles.
2: It happens
0: You gotta gotta look out for yourself, Matt 100% And now the song We've been waiting to talk about Oh boy
2: Up next we got Alcohol and Ass
4: Come on A little bit of sunshine little bit of booze, a little bit of me, and a little bit of you, a little bit country, a little bit of blues, a little slice of heaven, and a little piece of you, come on, alcohol, (laughs)
1: <laughs> oh <my God>. like, <laughs> oh, no, I'm done. I am done. No. Oh, have another beer wow. with me. Have another beer with me.
0: <laughs> Pour another drink in this glass. Like,
1: look, I, I cannot. I am going to be sick. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Just one more. One more drink. One more Just for one the more road. Drink. I'm not driving anywhere. I can't. One more. We can get it. We can get an Uber. One more drink, come on. Yep. <laughs> shot, come on. Yeah, shot in the beer. Drink. Shot in the beer.
2: Hell yeah. Shot in the beer. Hell I wrote yeah. my
0: notes. I wrote my notes that lyrically, these that this song has an odor. <laughs> like the moment I heard this song, I'm like, I can smell it. I can smell this song. Which I think was the intent. Uh, if you do get a 135, you do get this go to a rocking. Chorus of alcohol and ass. Alright, I'll go there.
3: Yeah,
1: I feel like this is hell yeah's home sweet home. Like it's a real it's a real trip. It's a real like hey we we pushed some hard times.
0: This is honestly the song where I thought, oh, this band. Has a signature track. You go to see Hell Yeah. You know that when they do this song, you're going to have lighters. You're going to have people going wild. You're going to have people, arms, people, people that don't know other people putting their arms around them going, Hell Yeah, man. You and me, we're alcohol and ass here. And Hell Yeah. And for that, I appreciated it. It is also completely foreign and vibe to my life and lifestyle but it did it, fit, it felt like i'm like this is for a group of people this is the song this is the defining yes. song
2: yeah jenny you,
0: you went through a lot <laughs> with this song
2: well this song i just first i want to say on wikipedia it there is one line that made me absolutely scream, which is, the name is a combination of the word alcohol and the phrase haul an ass. Like, <laughs> I got it. The Thank you, Wikipedia. But we got there on our own. Um oh, I think if I did still drink, I might quit if I knew I would be associated with this song in any way. This is just such like a... I do agree with this, like, this is like a signature song type thing. Just like, I know this vibe. I've definitely been in lots and lots and lots of groups where this has been the strong vibe. I can't hang. (laughs) I just really hate this song so much. And the video. Oh my God. The video is just like... It's just a hundred percent what this is like, oh, it's just like guys rocking out, sticking out their tongues, doing like weird little licky, licky stuff. Then it's just like a bunch of like women in their underwear. Just like the whole vibe is just fucking not for me. Like I'll stay home. You have fun.
0: There definitely was a vibe when watching these videos where I remember thinking, oh, if I walked into this place, I'd be like, I made a wrong turn. Not my scene. I've got to go somewhere else. I feel like I'd be I'd be clear fish out of water going into these scenes. Um, but it definitely, I mean, let me tell you, you see these people. It's, once again, another live performance video. This audience is feeling these lyrics. This is their anthem. This is their song. Uh, I got to believe, I haven't looked up any hell yes set lists, but I got to believe this is a staple. I got to believe through the career they've never let this one go. Matt alcohol and ass I mean it it's kind of a it's a really
1: sad song sad one go on no I mean just the lyrics and just kind of the overall tone you know like I don't know I just kind of I do feel like it's a uh raise your lighters we're all in this together type of song but it's also you know it's Kinda of sad. Now, alcohol and ass, pull another pour another drink in my glass. A little bit thirsty, a little bit used, a little bit of whiskey and a little pinch of chew. A little bit tired, a little and a bad attitude, a little bit of drinking, and another piece of you.
0: It's kinda Matt, when you say it like that, that is that does sound incredibly grim. <laughs> <laughs> this is a, this is I, I, a gut. I punch. Mean- I mean, especially when you consider that the person that's being sung to is basically being equated in the same way to a little bit of Chew. A little mm-hmm. bit of you and a little bit of Chew. Like, I- I'm equal? Ugh. Yeah. <laughs> um, I uh, I pulled up on setlist.fm just their top 10 most played songs live. And actually, Alcohol and Ass is number nine.
2: Whoa.
0: Yes. Um, the most played Hell Yeah song is Hell Yeah. Hell Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Good for them. By a significant margin. So, all uh, right. right.
2: Up next, we've got Goddamn.
1: Of course, <laughs> we do. <laughs>
0: This is a beast of a track right here, man. We got these grinding guitars up top, drums coming in. Vinny's a Vinny's a monster on this. Uh, the first lyric is fucking badass, full of attitude. And they're just talking about another another motherfucker, man. It's just these motherfuckers keep crossing. Hell yeah, mm. making them saying hell no. Don't cross these guys, cause they'll write a they'll write a crusher about you. It's not gonna be pretty. I mean, this kind of feels like a, like another hell yeah anthem for just fucking crushing it, dude. <laughs> I mean, truly every song, I, all I could say is hell yeah. Cause this is it. Truth, truth and advertising. Yeah. What'd you, what you think of goddamn?
2: <sighs> the, the vibe continues. I will say the vibe continues. I don't think I have anything insightful to add. They're Matt? in their
1: pocket. Yeah. It, it's. This uh this is a hell yeah track. Like, yep. Absolutely. Do I like uh, it? Do you mm-hmm. like it, Matt? I guess I, I at this point, kind of almost halfway through the record, I don't think they're taking me for the ride. And you know what? I know what they're thinking. Who gives a shit?
2: <laughs> Same.
1: Stay <laughs> That's true. home.
2: Yeah. It, listen, you, you're either a, you're th- either
0: Go ahead you're either on these you're either on these wheels or you're under them yeah yeah for
1: real this is a level and a type of partying and life living experience that I just don't have I'm way too much of a square and way too uptight for for this
2: yeah I feel like <laughs> I have had this season of my life <laughs> and it is
1: done. This was the Sons of Anarchy section of your life. Um,
2: I mean, not like this specific vibe, although my mom, every single time I've seen her, uh, which hasn't been that frequently because of Pandem, but she's always wearing a Sons of Anarchy hoodie every time I see her. Uh, And it just makes me laugh. But any like, no, like, is your mom Sam Crow? No, 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 no. I don't even know what that means, to be totally honest, but I'm going to say no and assume that's correct. Um, But I just mean, like, that, like, hard partying, like, constantly going whatever vibe just, oof, I don't know. I agree, Matt. They would say... Go away if you don't like it, I would say.
1: Yeah. Sure. I'll yeah. see you later.
2: Yeah. Have a good time, though. You all mm-hmm. keep doing it. Enjoy it. I'll be over here. <laughs> all right. Up next, we've got In the Mood Into Star.
4: Oh
1: Yeah,
0: hell yeah, I'm in. Hell, hell yeah, yeah, yeah yeah. All right, I gotta tell you guys something. Last night I was down to the clubhouse. Best hell club. Club. yeah, hell yeah. Yeah, and uh, I saw, I saw a girl. No, yeah. Hell, <laughs> yeah. hell yeah, hell <laughs> yeah. She changed, changed my life. God damn. I mean, she yeah. was a star. Yeah, god damn is what I said. That's hell yeah. yeah. She was, she was a star. I lost my moon, but i found a star, you know what I'm saying? Come hell on, yeah. man. <laughs> Come on. Oh, hell yeah. Oh yeah. So I'm 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 gonna get I'm gonna give him my pen and pad and I'm gonna give you guys a song about this star. Cool yeah. <laughs> rule number one do not fall in love with the stripper. She is not in love with you.
3: Hmm. And uh <laughs> that
0: hell, is Hell yeah. <laughs> hell yeah, don't fall in love with the stripper. And so that was immediately, we got, I mean, here's the thing. Somebody might be like, Lauren, this could be Chad singing about his wife. Entirely possible. At the same time, the liner notes, do not lie to me. The clubhouse is thanked multiple times. There are strippers in the main video at the clubhouse. The way you move, the way you move me makes me feel alive sends chills down my spine. We're talking about the way you move, the way you touch me. Come on.
2: Come on. Strippers are people, too.
0: There are people, too. But I feel like that is the inspiration (laughs) here.
2: I would agree. You know, this whole album, the vibe continues. This is 100% a song that has the tempo that leads me to believe it was designed for a dance. (laughs) And not, and you not know a rec- what kind of dance. Not a, rec-
0: not a recital.
2: No. Ain't well, no dance. A, recital no sorts, dance. a recital of sorts. A recital of sorts. I have a friend who recently told me that they went to a strip club in these times. And I was like, do the strippers wear a mask? And they said, well, they're supposed to. Oh. But it's kind of up to the DJ to enforce whether they do or not and i was like the dj (laughs) what yes Uh. and about i don't know about two or three days after they told me this that strip club got closed uh for a covid outbreak which wasn't terribly surprising but you know it's just those little things The DJ's in charge of mask enforcement. Something, you know, in my life, I never thought I'd be like, in the middle of a pandemic, who enforces the mask mandate at a strip club? (laughs) And I know, at least for one specific place that I will not name, the answer to that question. Is the DJ. It's the DJ. A lot of responsibility.
0: That's that's a lot. He's got to keep he's got to keep the dancer rotation moving he has to be picking the songs and he has to be on top of the mass
2: this was uh this was also like a midday stop at the club so i don't know if at night it's a bit more strict or or what but just wanna i'm just passing along this information to the good people
0: boy oh boy matt what'd you think of star um <laughs> hell hell yeah banned <laughs> me.
3: <laughs> oh
0: what's up? What's up? What's Come going out on now. Uh, guys I what's did doing again. Oh no, did you fall in love? <laughs> Goddamn. <laughs> you, God you found you fall in love with another did you find another star? Look, she fell from the sky like an oh, angel. Jesus. Come her on. Name, her name's Angel. Oh, oh shit.
1: Wow. Anyway uh, this is the one? No, she left.
0: <laughs> took, oh, oh, no!
1: Took my heart with her.
0: Back to heaven. Oh, <laughs> Back down. to heaven. Or oh. in her case, Tulsa. Oh, well, there you go. Uh, then I guess, I guess you know what? Let's go into that next one.
2: All right, rotten to the core. Band meeting <laughs> <laughs> Come on, come oh, on, hell
1: yeah <laughs>
0: We all have our metal fingers up because you've got to have it to rot to the core. This is a song in which they're saying, you think we're bad news? We agree. We mm. are bad news. And I mean, they're talking about just burning bridges, wasting resources. Literally, that is a lyric, <laughs> wasting resources,
2: <laughs> which I love. That um, makes you feel lyrics. like you're not that bad you're just like, I'm wasting resources. <laughs> you're like, I'm oh. trouble. If you were trouble, would you think of things in terms of wasting resources?
5: Hell yeah. Hell yeah, re- I would. I would just I'm be waste
2: like, waste like,
1: I'll guess fuel. Like,
2: that seems like a total like Texas billionaire way of like, I, I mean, I guess these are some Texan boys, so come on, <laughs> wasting resources. wasting resources. It's just a very nerdy way to express your uh whatever malfeasance you're up to. Which is nerdier malfeasance, you know? So
0: Well, this does this song lyrically does have some bit of thesaurus action going on because he says, I've heard some people say we're rotten to the core, rancid, bitter. It's like yes, all of those Things are synonyms of being rotten, a cord apple, that is a rotten core of an apple, rancid bitter. You are correct. Maybe a touch redundant. Um, But I'm not going to really say that. I will say, musically, this is, I think, the closest this album gets to a very Pantera sound. I think the guitarist does a pretty good job of doing a a dime bag facsimile, uh, which is pretty cool. You know, it's very groove metal.
1: This felt a lot, yeah, groove metal and just kind of that stoner feel.
0: Yeah, but I was, you know, I mean, at this point, you know, if you're on the ride, cool. If you're not, they're just going to drive over you. NBD. That's fine. That's fine.
2: Happy trails.
0: Book your feelings,
1: get in the ride, or stay outside.
2: I will stay outside, sir. (laughs) I I wish you all the best.
1: I appreciate your
0: forthright attitude. All right. Your call, because we are wasting resources in here, because we bought (laughs) way too many bagel bites, Mm -hmm. and we'll have to throw them away if we don't eat them. We made them all. (laughs) So, if you want to get out, we made the whole box of
1: bagel bites. We have a Sam's Club bag of bagel bites that have been
0: cooked.
2: Yeah, we didn't look at the date when we bought them, and they got to be eaten, so we just made them all, so...
0: So if you're not getting on We'll have to eventually throw them away Or or something We're just wasting resources in here Because we yeah. are rotten to the core That's To right. the core In our negligence To the core Rancid, bitter Other ways than what you might think of it
2: That's true Wasting right, Gotta go <laughs> Come, <laughs> Come on <see> you later <laughs> Yeah, wow All right Up next We've got the third and final single From this record Thank you
0: I want to say hell yeah to sincerity. <laughs> because this is one sincere fucking song. Uh, so the first time I listened to this album was in my car. I was driving. And I wanted to say that you should never text and drive. But this album was blowing my mind on the first drive. First listen. So I was texting Eugenie Saying, oh my god, this album. And when I got to this song, I... I did not know its origins or anything. I had no context for what it was about. I was just hearing it. And the way that he is screaming thank you (laughs) cracked me up because it's so aggressive and sincere and but also just like that is not how you say thank you. Do you know what I mean? (laughs) Like in general. Sure. To say thank you in that tone of voice seems like you're not saying thank you, but in this case, he is being sincerely thankful. But he's screaming it, and th- it just killed me the first time. Um, I have since, you know, read up on the context of the song, that it is a saying thank you to all the people that have influenced the members of Hell Yeah in their lives and that are no longer with us. And that's a beautiful thing, and it's a beautiful tribute, Jenny.
2: Yeah, I think like once you learn like what this song is actually about, I can no longer react to it the way that I did initially when I heard it without any context (laughs) because I was just like, LOL. (laughs) And then it's like, oh, it's about all these like people that they deeply cared about and lost. And I'm like, okay. Son of a bitch. (laughs) Well, I'm an asshole. (laughs) So come on. (laughs) Like, let's come on. uh, Come on. Come on. on. You know, when I do something that makes me feel disappointed in myself, my reaction is often, come on. Um, So, yeah, (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) Again, not for me, but I very much see the appeal. I think this is well done and I'm not on the ride, so I'll stay inside.
1: Matt? The context makes it much more powerful. Because on surface, lo- surface level, hearing it,
0: it is um, little oh, oh, rock city. Mm-hmm. Oh. oh, yeah. They're a little crack. Yes. Yeah, a lot of crack. The music video for this song is even, it's one of the most sincere things I've ever seen on this show. Uh, band performing live once again. The only way to see how, yeah, really truly is to see them live. Uh, intercut with still photos of Dimebag, Chad's grandmother, and various other people and troops who have passed away. Honestly, I thought it was legit touching. It's kind of lo fi, but that adds to the appeal of it. The fact that it is using just still photos of people may, and, and also people that the band clearly couldn't have known, that these are just have been fans or family of fans. Feels very homemade in a good way. Very sincere. I actually thought it was kind of like great just the way it was done because of how heartfelt it came across. Um, So I went through a real journey with this song coming out the other end in a place I did not expect in which I, you know, I mean, we, we talk about, you know, I mean, these, these guys can't stress it enough. This album cover, they're engulfed in flames. They're all wearing aviators and cowboy hats. They all have their chins up in the air. One guy, might as well be staring at the ceiling guy's chin up so high and at the same time we are dealing with emotions and really kind of being open-hearted in ways that i did not anticipate talking about the loss talking about those things obviously a lot of this is coming from a very angry place you know rotten to the core and talking about matter of time before i beat your ass you know but here i mean just unfiltered love and loss and dealing with it and this is another one of those things where you know people talk about like is that that one song that's going to hit with people and help people and i mean this might be it this might be the song somebody be like you know what i was i was missing this person that i didn't see it i didn't get to talk to and you know and i heard this song and that was my feeling and there it was so ultimately net positive
2: There we go. That's a journey. It's a journey. That's a journey. My journey was much more shallow. (laughs) (laughs) All right. We've got some tracks left here. Uh, Up next, we've got Nausea.
1: chug 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 chug
0: chug Jenny we'll start with you uh first hell yeah um hell yeah. and uh God second uh what would you think of this song
2: uh i thought this was all right definitely feels like we're getting toward the end of uh end of the road here but not bad chugged right along kept the vibe going This is definitely an album that you could put on at a backyard barbecue and just let it play front to back. You get various moods throughout, but there's nothing on this record that's really going to like startle you out of anything. Um, So, and I could see that being like an intention for this. You want to play this at a cookout or an outdoor boozy beer situation. So I thought it was fine. Just fine. Goddamn.
1: god know. damn hell yeah
2: what do you think yeah.
0: i gotta say that yeah like you often hear about bands you know like uh, you know when we're testing out material we'll get in the car and we'll take it for a drive see how it sounds in the car and i feel like yeah this album was tested in the pit the barbecue pit i think that this was like they were throwing they threw on a, a rack of ribs and they were like put on star let's see how that sounds while i well, I get these boys ready to go. And it's like, yeah, it sounds great. Perfect for it. This was the part in the album where I was, I noticed that the chorus gave me some new metal vibes and then it made me think of Mudvayne and then it made me think how I like Mudvayne like way more than hell yeah. And it made me want to like go back to Mudvayne. And I kind of felt like this song really let me know like the limits to this sound for this band. And so I was like, "What? What happened with like this whole like? Because this was a side project. This was not the main deal. Uh, this album was successful, went gold, debuted at number nine on the Billboard 200, forty five thousand copies opening week. But that's not. I mean, this is coming off of Mudvayne's most successful record at the time. So." It, it's kind of interesting, and you know, we haven't dug into everything that happens with Mudvayne, but basically, he goes back to Mudvayne. Yeah, so this was made in between the last record we did by them, Lost and Found, and then their follow-up, The New Game, which came out in 2008, and they did one more after that, like the following year in 2009, and then Mudvayne just went away, while Hell Yeah continued on with Chad in the lead. Greg is no longer in the band, so... You know, every all the other members of Mudvayne are off doing their own thing at this point. But it is, it's interesting that the more interesting band was not able to survive the Mudvayne versus Hell yeah situation. Hell yeah! <laughs> Indeed. Come on. Come on. <laughs> Come on! Come on! Come on! So I, I mean, it, it is one of the things I do. You know, this didn't make me want to go and and see, you know, what what happened on the next Mudvayne record. Is there a hell yeah influence like, or, you know, or a pushback? Like what happens? Because also it, it also feels like, I mean, looking at the sales for this band, I mean, granted this, uh, hell yeah came out as CDs are going out, MP3 era is coming up, record sales are going down for everybody. So they're not, they know they're not going to equal the mud vein sales ability of those early, those first three records. But it just, it just was interesting to me because I'm trying to think of another circumstance in which the side project becomes the main project and, and in this way. Can you guys think of any? Because I, I can't.
2: Mm, not offhand. I mean, not in this genre.
0: It feels like most of the time, yeah, everybody, everybody just goes, they go back to the main band. And uh, in this case, though, yeah, Chad was like, no, hell yeah, that's where I'm at. And an interesting decision yeah um, yeah
1: it's like maybe stone
0: sour but even then slipknot still an entity still and oh an, yeah
1: yeah no yeah. The, the so what is the question again i'm sorry i lost my i lost well my
0: basically way. where like basically someone went and left their main group that was the clear star group went to a side project that while successful, was not even close to the success of the main project, and then decided to make the side project their main gig anyway.
1: Uh, I'm going to say Mars Volta? Well, even then, though, the band had broken up. True, yeah. It wasn't like At The Drive-In kept going without that. Yeah. I don't have one yeah. then. I'm done. Yeah,
0: <laughs> I, guess, I You know, the only thing I can maybe think is... Um, well, no, that doesn't even work. No, Once again, though, it's the whole thing of the fact of like, hell yeah, never reached a ubiquity and popularity than Mudvayne had like hell yeah i have no platinum records Mudvayne i think have two an interesting we dev- i'm definitely this one definitely made me want to go back and check out what's going on with Mudvayne though 100 um i think we've only got one track left
2: see lauren did you listen to this only on your cd uh also on uh, on streaming okay and you've only got one track left
0: I've only got one track left. You, I've got two
2: tracks left. Son of a bitch! I knew oh, no. this would happen. Don't tell oh, no. him. What? Don't tell him what it is, Matt. Okay. There are two tracks what? left for those of us who listen on Spotify.
0: <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Listen, I was listening to my autographed by the entire band CD. You don't need sorry, to apologize.
2: You don't need. Well, maybe you do. We'll get to the last <laughs> we'll track. Get to the... As okay. far as I've lived it. As far as- I do okay, need to ask right. you,
1: Jenny, how respectful of yes. our time is.
2: Well, if you're Lauren, this <laughs> record is 43 minutes and 47 seconds. If you don't have the best buy bonus track to deal with. Oh,
1: no. And don't look it up. Yep. Nope. Okay. You, you get ready. You
2: probably already have at this point, but I will just say, uh, as far as Lauren's concerned, this is the last track on the album, and it's called <laughs> One Thing.
0: Lots of chug. Lots of chug. I uh, so I wrote this my notes here as if this were the last track. My mistake. Uh, <laughs> I wrote we're rocking out the door. Got a hot chorus. they, they just give me one thing. Very effective. Uh, and then the line one hope the crest of happiness. That's bleak. <laughs> just just the crest of happiness. Just just cresting. Uh, and I wrote that this is strong close. It's a strong close. Uh, there's also, uh, to me, a very funny typo on the genius lyrics where he writes broken heart, broken dreams, broken promise, broken rings, borken spirit. Made me laugh every time.
2: Borken <laughs> spirit. Borken spirit.
0: Sure. Uh, so, yeah, I thought if you're going to close this out, which apparently you were not, but for me, I was like, okay, we're going out hot. Once again, I feel like this could be Viewed as, viewed through the, the prism of coming from Vinnie Paul, you know, and where he felt in his life after his brother was killed, you know, just give me one thing to pull him back. That one thing. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Come on. So that's what I thought. Jenny.
2: Uh, Yeah. I mean, if this were the last track in my world, I would agree. It's a good one to go out on. Got a lot of chug, take but you right out the door. But, but it's, it's not. not, but unfortunately.
1: Jenny, let's just do it.
2: Yeah, Matt, go ahead.
1: Jenny, let's just do it. You even want to introduce the song?
2: No, I do not.
1: Okay, this is uh, a. <laughs> no, I have not heard it, but I know what's coming. Lauren doesn't know what's coming and hasn't heard it.
0: Here I haven't heard it.
2: Again? Not quite (laughs) come on, little bit
4: of sunshine, little bit of booze, little bit of me, and a little bit of you, a little bit country, little bit of blues, a little slice of heaven, and a little piece of you, come on.
2: Just the acoustic version of alcohol and ass. I like how the acoustic version
0: of which I'm hearing now for the first time and last time <laughs> is that his decision on the vocal is to stank it up. Stank it. Yes. Stanking up those lyrics. Put He's your foot it in. in it. Oh, man. Throw those boots away. They stank Yeah.
2: This those
0: dogs are barking.
2: They they're howling. <laughs> oh, feed those
0: dogs. They hungry.
2: Ugh. This song got stuck in my head. And <laughs> oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, Jenny. I like. I don't know if oh, this is like. Oh, because now it's
0: gonna get stuck in my head.
2: I don't know if this is like. Somebody told me recently this is like an ADHD thing where like it's just your brain is constantly. There's constantly just like shit going on all the time, like little snippets of songs and songs and whatever. But like being this pregnant, it's really hard to sleep for me. And a lot of times what will happen is I'll be listening to these records so much. And then something, some piece of a song will just get in a loop in my head. So if I wake up and I'm like, it just is there. And I'm like, what are are you doing here? Get out of my head. And this song. This acoustic version of this song, just like three o'clock in the morning, I have to work the next day and I'm like, hell yeah, get out of my head. God damn, I'm trying to sleep. Um you know, somehow I'll find the strength to carry on. But this fucking song, man. I mean, I guess good on them. It's catchy, you know. But um <laughs> That's just my little story about the wow. acoustic, the Best Buy bonus track.
0: Best Buy bonus track. Oh well, I clearly the person who got this signed did not go to. They did not go to Best Buy for this one. This was not uh, good for them. They, they probably they probably got this someplace like Record Time, Jenny.
2: Probably you know, got it. good for they them.
0: supported their local indie record store.
2: I appreciate that. Another, on top of being like an evil fucking corporation, Best Buy <laughs> has now done this as well. So that's another <laughs> mark against Best Buy. Uh,
0: well, there you have it. Hell yeah by hell yeah. And uh, it's side project summer. And so uh, now we're at the part of the show where we talk about
1: is it essential, or is it
0: ego? Yep. I always forget. <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah, that's yeah, right. E- ego yeah, or ego essential. Ego or sen-
0: essential. Yep. Jenny, we'll start with you.
2: Much like shit fly. Again, sorry, shifty. I I think this falls more in the essential range. I don't I don't get ego from this. I mean, I don't know. I guess to me, this doesn't feel like vanity or ego. This feels like a very legitimate, different yeah. yeah, it feels like legitimate, it feels like a very different vibe than you're going to get in I guess if we're going to count this like as a primarily like a Mudvayne side project, like you're not you are not getting this <laughs> in Mudvayne. Um while I didn't necessarily love it, I definitely see its appeal and I think it holds, it like stands up as what I think it was trying to go for. So I, I'd fall more in the essential zone here. what do you think, Lauren?
0: Yeah, I wrote that this is a pretty tight butt rock album. It's uh, no frills, just rockin'. And I didn't think it was as interesting as Mudvayne or Nothing Face or Pantera. It's coming from knowing it, knowing that it is a primary vehicle let's get vinnie paul back in the music game let's get this guy behind the kit playing drums we didn't really talk about too much his drums are killer on this record he does a great job and knowing that lyrically it's also vinnie channeling through chad his feelings and emotions of everything i do often i do have to put it on once again in the essential side in a way it's one of the least ego side projects you could come across because chad is yeah chad is acting as a mouthpiece for someone else which an incredibly selfless mood you know vinnie paul could have come to him be like could you write about this thing that i'm experiencing he'd be like no i'm just writing about for me but no he opened himself up and allowed himself to be this mouthpiece which i think ultimately is a great thing and as a record it was you know a trip at times and once you realize i guess the sincerity of a lot of it it's uh you it can grow in your estimation a bit i don't really think it ultimately is my vibe um so it's, it's it's a little too butt a little too macho uh but it definitely feels like intention to execution they nailed what they were going for and so yeah i'd, I'd put it as essential matt
1: yeah, I think I don't have anything new to say beyond what you've already said. Uh, there is a sincerity and a um, kind of an earnestness behind it, even though it's a big, goofy kind of, yeah, it's a big, goofy rock record. And it's very much not for me. But it isn't an ego play. I There's not a point of listening to this where I feel like it's a David Lee Roth, Diamond Dave on Las Vegas stage you know kind of album it's like you know we're just five like-minded guys who like to rock okay yep it sure is essential but not essential to my collection
0: there you go there you go and uh so there you go hell yeah hell yeah. Hell, yeah hell yeah come on is uh, get in, the in the van a, hey, in the van, van. Lori.
1: Have another beer.
0: Um, I gotta get another beer because I burned the top of my mouth on all these bagel bites. (laughs) I tried to eat them all. I I didn't want to waste all these resources.
2: (laughs) We're wasting resources over here.
1: We're burning daylight and wasting resources.
0: That's a hell no in my book.
1: Correct the courses and stop wasting resources. We
0: gotta go. We gotta go. Uh, We're going to he's the dj at the clubhouse tonight he's on he's on mask duty
2: oh boy so that burden the burden the dj's carry
0: uh indeed
2: all
1: Shake right them well jugs that brings and just... cover them mugs we're live at the clubhouse
0: <laughs> there it is there it is all right well there that's it there another episode of roach coach there for you thank you so much for listening keep on saying hello to us online facebook twitter instagram we'd love to hear from you send us an email roachcoachpodcast at gmail.com and of course head on over to our patreon become a patron of the show patreon.com slash roachcoachpodcast and until next time jenny thank you
2: lauren come on thank you (laughs) Matt. Matt? <laughs> hell yeah. <laughs> Thank, Thank
4: you. you.
1: Thank you, hell yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> hell
4: yeah. Bye-bye. Bye. God
1: damn. God damn. Bye.
4: <laughs> Come on. A little bit of sunshine. A little bit of booze. A little bit of me. And a little bit of you. Little Bit Country